recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be doing Ask Kurt Anything, where the fans can ask me whatever they want. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. And yeah, last-minute pivot. Uh, we had other plans, and... Uh for whatever reason that changed and shifted. So we thought let's open it up to the fans and my God, they came in full force. We got all kinds of questions, buddy, and we are going to have a blast this week. But before we get there, two things I wanted to start with. First of all, you know, when recording the show with you, Kurt, I never know from week to week what's going to hit the newswire. What's going to make it? What's going to be that one nugget this week? What's going to be that one nugget that you share about wrestling that's just going to get all over the place? And you know what the one news nugget that I saw that, that hit the wrestling newswire? Throw it at me. Your sex life has never been better since you redid your nuptials with your wife. So congratulations, Kurt. I hope that you continue to hump like bunnies, buddy. But that's the one that hit the newswire. Well, they're not lying. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I saw that and it just it made me laugh so hard. And I'm like, you know. And we had a lot of fun. Of all things we talked about, that is the one thing they picked up. But it's fun. It's fun. And you know what? We have so much fun doing the show. I think I laughed the hardest for the week recording this one-hour show with you. And that's what it's about, man. I I tell people I try to tap in to Kurt's personality outside of the wrestling that you did and uh, winning the Olympic gold medal. Part of what really got you over with the fans was your sense of humor and, and everything that you did with those skits in WWE. Uh, we watch them, and you can't help but laugh at yourself. And I think so it really goodness. comes through on the podcast, and I enjoy it, man. Good. I'm glad you enjoy it, Paul. Oh, there you go. Well, listen, something else I enjoyed that came out this week, and this wasn't from our show. This came out from Kenny Omega, and I want to read something to you, and I want to get your response. Uh, This actually was written, I saw this on Wrestling Inc. I want to give credit to Matthew Wilkinson. Shout out, Matthew. Uh, I put out the article, the title, Kenny Omega says Kurt Angle is the best for a reason. And uh, Matthew said, in Kenny Omega's opinion, Kurt Angle is the best to have ever done it in professional wrestling. Recently, Omega responded to a social media question asking who would win a match between him and Angle at the peak levels by tweeting, I don't study myself when I want to learn. I study Kurt Angle. He's the best for a reason. I take the L, but it'd be heck of a match. He said he would take the L, and it would be a heck wow, of a match. Oh man. Yeah, listen. Uh, it goes on. Matthew Wilkinson says, The explosiveness that the AEW star brings into the ring certainly invokes some similarities to the Olympic gold medalist. Angle has been complimentary of Omega in the past, displaying that the respect is mutual. He named the elite members uh, specifically on his list of dream opponents that he never got to share the ring with when active. Uh, Tony Khan has attempted to bring Angle into the company previously, which theoretically could have open the door for the stream encounter. However, Angle has made it clear he wants to stay loyal to WWE, even though he has previously joked he would get in the ring and compete against Omega for a $10 million payday. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, uh, all joking aside and, and, and all that deal, how special is it to still hear that come from Kenny Omega? You know what? Someone like Kenny Omega... The impact he has on wrestling today, how good he is. I mean, I think he's one of the best today, without a doubt. Amazing. Uh, yes. For him to say that about me, it's a complete honor. I mean, I, I, I've been keeping my eyes on this kid for, for the last 10 years, wrestling over Japan, everywhere else but the WWE. And I'm surprised WWE never picked him up. I don't even know if he wanted to go to WWE because I think if WWE really wanted or he, he really wanted to go, yeah. I think WWE would have hired him. Sure. But for some reason, he didn't want to go there. But I, I respect his decision, and I just think he's the best today. 
Man, it, it gives me goosebumps when I was reading that to glance over at you and kind of see your face as you just kind of took all that in because he is one of the best in the world right now. You know, uh, obviously it depends what you're looking for. Roman Reigns, uh, obviously big star with WWE, but and when you're talking about five and whatever, six, seven, eight star matches, it's hard to beat Kenny Omega, man. He's done a oh, lot he, of them. He, he definitely has more five. We'll just call him five star. Yeah. Matches. Yeah. More five star matches than anyone today. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Complete stud, and it uh, it makes me proud uh, to hear him put you over like that. And so uh, I wanted to touch on it right at the beginning, and uh, get your your comments on it. Uh, so always He's a very cool to hear smart him. man. <laughs> <laughs> very smart man. I love it. Hey, let's jump into the questions because the first one has to do with Kenny Omega, and it comes from West Coast Pop, and he says, "How would you book a feud between you and Kenny Omega if it ever were to happen?" So, how do you book it, Kurt? Well, one thing we wouldn't do, uh, we're not going to have some cage match, or we're not going to have a hardcore match. Yeah. What we're going to have is a technical wrestling match. I think Kenny and I add value to that, that 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 is our forte, and that's what we would be able to bring to the table. And uh, it would be like Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. I really believe that. Uh, a little different because Kenny's a little more uh, of a high flyer. Yeah. You know? but, but for the most part, it would be almost the same. Man, it when you talk about dream matches, that one's got to rank right up there for so many of us wrestling oh, fans. Oh gosh, yeah, that's Shoot. right behind Bret Hart. If not, he's tied with Bret Hart. To be honest with you, yeah, let's we can talk Bret Hart from yesteryear generation. Maybe this generation, we'd love to see you and Kenny Omega if we picked a wrestler, without a doubt. And uh, I missed both of them because I was right in between, right in between, sandwiched right in between. Kurt Angle, there you go. Uh, so good. All right, we'll continue on. Instagram, a wrestling historian. He said, have you thought about opening your own wrestling school? Thanks in advance. We've talked about this a little bit before. Kurt, I don't know. Will you ever change your mind, do you think? Or, or are you happy with where you're at now? You know what? I'm happy where where I am. I did have a wrestling club, amateur wrestling club for a while. Uh, but when I started pro wrestling, that that had to be gone. That was, that was finished. But um, I never thought about having a wrestling school. Uh, probably because I don't have the time. If I don't have the time, I'm not going to put in the effort that's yeah. necessary to make these guys superstars. You know, you, you want to make sure that you have a great um, wrestling school and that a lot of the, your wrestlers end up getting hired with certain companies. And you want to be able to have like a, a great reputation doing that. I can't put in that time necessary to make that happen. What about, would you ever consider doing any freelance work? Like say a wrestling school wanted to, for the right money, of course, but wanted to bring you in and say, Hey, Kurt, would you spend uh, two days with us? Just helping us at our school with some of the top talent. Would you consider something like that? You know what? I I've been offered a few times and, um, I turned it down because I don't do seminars anymore. Okay. I wish I did. Uh, ever since I got my knees replaced, I never thought about it. Um, you know, I could probably get in the ring and still be okay, but, um, I just, you know, I, have been out of the game for so long. It, you know, I, I don't know how, how well I would be able to coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey man, I'm telling you insight, you watching people, what you've seen and what you've learned. I mean, I don't know what wrestler I give my opinions all day yeah. long. I just yeah. can't get in the ring and train with them. Yeah. So if the school's willing to take that version of yeah. you, Hey, 1-800-KURT-ANGLE. There you go. Uh, Vincent Hart is up next. He said, Kurt, in high school, what weight class did you wrestle at, and did you win nationals? Uh, we'll start with that question, and then he has a follow-up. So what weight class, and did you win nationals? Well, I was a small heavyweight. I weighed about 205 pounds. I wrestled guys that were like 275, 280, um, and I wrestled heavyweight. I also won the junior nationals in high school my senior year. That was right before I headed to Clarion University. That's where I went to college. And I, I had a great high school career. I wasn't a multiple-time state champion, not a three or four or even two-timer. I was a one-time state champion. I was a late bloomer. But uh, after I won states and won junior nationals in high school, uh, it's like the rocket went off. I mean, I, in college, I ended up in the finals three years in a row. I won two national titles. I ended up winning six national titles at, at the U.S. Open. Uh, world championship and Olympic gold medal. And I'm not bragging about all my accomplishments. I just, I just have to run down. <laughs> you just rattled them off quicker than anything I've ever heard. I love it. Right on the tip of your tongue. It sounds like I said this before. Huh? Yeah, right. Hey, but uh, 
You know, but listen, you said once you got it down pat, got knew what you were doing, the rocket ship was was tied to your back. He wants to know, did you have any specific wrestling go-to moves in high school? And he mentioned leg riding, had an arm takedown, etc. Did you have some go-tos? Well, you know what? Leg riding is for tall people. I'm not tall. I'm five foot eleven, six foot at most. Uh, but <laughs> I had an arm that's a headlock. Okay. Um, I wasn't into the big high risk wrestling moves. You know, when you do throws or headlocks, that's where you give up your body and they can actually score on you when you try it. I was more uh, conservative. I, I would do duck unders and low singles. That was my forte. I wasn't very good on top because I wrestled heavyweight and I couldn't hold these guys down because I was 70 pounds lighter. So uh, I was really good on bottom though. I was explosive. I got up and out within two seconds every time. Uh, nobody could hold me down, but my takedown skills and my bottom skills really worked extremely well and made me very successful in, in amateur wrestling. There you go. The bottom skills is where I wish I would have learned top more. I would have wish I would have learned how to pin more. I think I would have had a lot more successful career. I only had 10 pins in college, okay. 127 matches. So that that's not a lot. Yeah. It's interesting because you did rattle off all that success for you to come back and say, I wish I would have, you know, worked on my top game. I could have had more success. No, what are you talking about? Perfect. Yeah. Everybody has something they can work on. But yeah. I love that. I love that, that you're still willing to look back and, and, and look at your game and say, Hey, I could have been stronger here. And I think that's a lesson for anyone training. You, you might be the top of your game and think you're all that in a bag of chips, but there's always something to work on. Right. Kirk? Oh yeah. You can always improve on everything. Yes. All right, let's move on. Hype is up next. He's at its only hype. He says the match between yourself and Brock at WrestleMania or Shane, which one was more special? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Opposites. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, one match was more of a technical type of match, and the other match was a street fight. Yeah. Um, they were both special in their own way. Uh, Shane McMahon, I remember having that match. We got so banged up, we both ended up in the hospital. I, I told you this before, Paul. And Brock and I, we got banged up there, too. I, I wrestled with a broken neck when I wrestled Brock, and he almost broke his neck. So we both, we all ended up in the hospital after these matches. So yeah, um, th that's the only similarity. But from a technical standpoint, the Brock Lesnar match is one of my favorites. And from a, from a, um, from a uh, street fight standpoint, Obviously, Shane McMahon. He's, you know what? He, he has the best street fights in the history of wrestling. He really does. Which one gets talked about more to you? Which one do you get asked about more? You know what? Surprisingly, they're about equal. Okay. Because uh, I am surprised because Brock Lesnar was WrestleMania. Yeah. And a lot of people always talk about that, especially the botched spot that he did, that he didn't complete. Uh, but, what, you know, Shane McMahon, uh, that street fight, fans bring that up all of the time. So it's almost like we wrestled at WrestleMania. That's how, that's how big it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Steven Rowe is up next. How much fun was it working with Sting, Nash, Scott Steiner, and Booker in the main event mafia days? It looked like you guys had the best time out there every week. Any funny memories or stories you can share with us. So talk about those guys. How was that? You know what? This was all Kevin Nash's idea and he was brilliant. You know, if you think about it, you know, he was with the click. He was with the NWO. He's with the main event mafia. It's like this guy is gold. Everything he steps in, you know, turns. Yeah. To gold. Uh, but we had a special group of guys. That was really cool. That's the best faction in the history of TNA. No doubt about it. Bar none. Um, I, I, I really wish we could have done that in, in the WWE. That would have been a lot of fun. Uh, but, but, um, I, uh, I really thought it was a special group. Uh, the one thing I remember, uh, and I loved it, is when Scott Steiner did this promo and he was talking about fractions and stuff. Steiner math. <laughs> that was, you know what, anytime he did that, you know what's crazy? If you, if you look, at, look at it, you go back and look yeah. at it, yeah. right. Like all the numbers were correct. I mean, it, he took us on a ride to get there, but yes, uh, yeah, it, it was something else. Yeah, and then, you have to slow it down and write, write down everything. Yeah, You'll see yeah. that he's right on the You got to pull out your crayon and napkin to figure it out, but hey, you get if, there. If some fans don't know what we're talking about, Paul, explain it to them. Well, just go. Just go here. I'll tell you. Easiest thing to do. Go to YouTube and write and click on and uh, type out Steiner math. You'll, you'll get the Steiner first math. clip. You can watch it. There you go. 
All right. Leland Patterson, uh, my buddy, ad-free show guy, always hitting me up on uh, the Kyoto show. He has a question and he says, Kurt, any chance of making chicken snacks nut free? My daughter <laughs> loves them, but I can't send them to her school with her because people, the other kids there have peanut allergies. Right. Well, there is one product, one that we have chicken snacks. Uh, it's cinnamon swirl. There are no nuts in that. Okay. Uh, and that's that's a kid favorite because it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch. It's really good. I actually love them. They're a little bit tiny bit higher in sugar, uh, just because of the flavor. Because we wanted kids to enjoy something, but not not that much. Just a couple of grams of sugar more. But uh, those are awesome. I that that's one of my that's my favorite flavor. I just choose not to eat it because it's a little. It really is only two grams of sugar. Man. I know you're anal retentive right now with your diet. I get it. Yeah. There you go. So the cinnamon swirl, Leland, that's where it's at. And who knows, you did say you're coming out with some more flavors soon. So maybe there could be, Yeah, some- we're doing dessert flavors. That should be awesome. Yeah. That's just what we need. More desserts. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Uh, listen, as I, before I ask the next question, Kurt, you're sitting there mopping your nose, your nostrils. Are you having allergy attacks right now? What's going on? Are the rabbits, are you, are you allergic Eyes to the watering, bunnies? My nose is running. <laughs> I can't stop it. It's like a sib. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, we got to clarify what's going on here. Cause every time I look at you, I see the old hanky coming up around the nostrils. All right, so Braun Skello's up next, guys. Watch this show on YouTube. That's all I can say. I'm, you'll be as entertained as I am. What's your favorite piece of merch that was ever released? I've met you a few times, Kurt. I also want to say thank you for always being a class act. Braun Skello, you nailed it. He is a class act. But do you have a favorite piece of merch that was ever released of yours? You know what? I, I love the You Suck mug. <laughs> Could you literally suck out of the mug? I mean, yeah. Giving somebody a gift that says you suck on a mug, you know, yeah. so they get coffee every morning. That's awesome. But my favorite was what I sold the most. It was my it's true, <laughs> it's true t-shirt. <laughs> it has to be your favorite. T-shirt. Red, white, and blue. It's true, it's true. And it was a great t-shirt. But I sold a lot of those. That was my rookie year. And uh, you know, I never sold as many t-shirts uh the rest of my career as I did my first year. If we could, we redo that shirt for the Kurt Angle Show store. Is there any kind of we license? Do that. We could do true. that. It's just it's true. It's true. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know if there was any kind of hey, you can't do that. That was ours. Yeah, there is, but we'll do it anyway. But fuck it, I love it. I love it when you have that attitude. Coming soon to Box of Gimmicks. It's true. It's true. His number one selling T-shirt. Keep your eye. <laughs> I love how you said your favorite piece of merchandise. Not because it looked nice. Not because it felt good. Oh, no, it was my number one seller, and I made the most money as it should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I have to tell you this: it wasn't that much money. But <laughs> oh, okay. You were, so you weren't in the snow, stone cold one. I, I huh? didn't do a. Mer- I wasn't a merchandise guy. Even Vince McMahon came to me and said, "Listen, we can't use the word Olympic. We can't use the Olympic rings. You're uh-huh. not going to do merchandise. I'm going to pay you to wrestle." I think I told <sighs> you this before, Paul. And uh, I was like, "Well, I do want to make money on merchandise." He says, "You can't do it." <laughs> I was it's, like, especially so when you I hear Austin talk about all the money. I had merchandise, yeah. but I didn't have a lot, huh? And dude, especially when you hear Austin now, he, I think he came out recently. He said, Hey man, that Austin 316 shirt. I made seven, maybe eight figures off that shirt still to this day. Listen, listen, he, in one year, he made $12 million on merchandise. And that was the, that was the 316 shirt. That's when it came out $12 million. He told me, I was like, Holy crap. He only made two and a half million wrestling. That, you know what? And, 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 and Vince McMahon, Vince said, I pay you to wrestle Vince. I'm not going to lie to you. He, he paid me well. I made more than Austin did with wrestling. I didn't make nearly as much as Austin did with merchandise, but Vince took care of me on the back end with wrestling uh, merchandise. I made, I'll give you just roundabout figures between 700 and 900 grand a year. Wasn't a lot. It's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but not for being a big star like that. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Vince just told me, Hey, can't do anything with you with merchandise. So just wrestle. And I would come up with merchandise ideas and Vince would utilize them. But, you know, I didn't sell like Stone Cold. And I was a heel most of my career, too. Since we're on merch, let's talk about then you transition to TNA. I guarantee you the merch there was just not happening, not selling. You know what? I, 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 I did all right with TNA. Did you? Okay. Believe it or not. Yeah, we, we were selling pretty well the first few years. I mean, uh, I would say between 2007 and 2010, 
everybody's making pretty good money on merch. Do you have any roundabout figures? You told us what you WWE. What about roundabout for a TNA year? Your best for TNA four hundred grand. I okay, mean, that's pretty solid. Pretty, that's pretty impressive. That's yeah. more than I thought. Okay, TNA, yes, not bad at all. All right, JT Energy. Hashtag believe in the energy. He says, what's your favorite memory from the state of Iowa during your travels? Do you have a favorite memory from Iowa? Yeah, I got inducted into the Dan Gable Wrestling Museum Hall of Fame. What To be in that Hall of Fame is such a huge honor. Dan Gable is the biggest name in amateur wrestling. He's the guy that made it all happen. He's the one that made it mainstream. Uh, Iowa wrestling back then in the 80s was they won nine straight national titles. Dan Gable was just uh, not just the best wrestler of all time, but the best coach of all time. And um, uh, what were we talking about? Just, just, just your best memory of Iowa. My best memory. Yeah. Getting inducted to that Hall of Fame. It was it was incredible. I mean, having Dan Gable there and having him give me That's my awesome. back yeah. was really cool. Uh, you know, I was coached by Dan Gable, too, in the 1995 world team. And uh, he abused the shit out of us. <laughs> okay. I mean, this guy, when, when you when you train with him, you're going to work your ass off. It's called exhaust training. Oh, yeah. That's when you train till you're exhausted, and that's when the training actually starts. starts. It was ridiculous. Mm, you've talked about that before, too. That sounds exhausting. So there you go. <laughs> Hey guys, need to call a quick time out here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. On a bonus episode of Arn, the Enforcer watches back Beach Blast 92 with the ultimate heel and baby face in Rick Rude and Ricky Steamboat. Draw me a baby face. Something that everybody could get behind. Kids, women. Old folks, young folks, men, you know, all guys wanted to be him. Women, I'm sure, wanted to be with him. Uh, he was the all-around package. On Volume 55 of the Ask Conrad series, Conrad talks about some of his dream podcast partners, including a couple of degenerates. You know, from inside the business and taking over and NXT and all that, I don't think you could get a better podcast partner than Triple H there, just because he's done so much. However, if you're talking about wanting to learn more about the psychology of wrestling and what makes a match and how to develop talent and all that, could you beat Shawn Michaels? That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Jesse Cavanaugh, son of Ben, is up next. The one question I've always wanted to ask you, Kurt, what was the feeling like when you won the WWE title for the very first time? I was excited. I just want to know your feeling right there and then when it happened. I didn't think one fan was excited I won. I thought everybody hated me. <laughs> well. But you know what? It, it, was, it was awesome. It almost felt as good as the Olympic gold medal. Not quite, but almost. And, and the reason is... I beat The Rock for the world championship, my first world championship. It was only when I was 10 months into the business. I, I was relatively new. And beating The Rock for the world title and the company showing me that they had confidence in me to be the champion at that stage of my career gave me a lot of confidence. So winning that world title wasn't just about winning the world title. It was about ha the company having faith in you to continue on and be their champion. And I had a good run. I had a good six-month run back then. If you remember in the early 2000s, nobody had a long run with mm -hmm. world titles. Wow. It was two, three months at a time. It, it wasn't a lot. It solidified you as upper echelon, Kurt. And, and, and such yeah. an upper echelon talent in such a short time frame, you know, to do that. I mean, good night. Welcome back. You had the, the tears. You had the hair, you had the championship belt at such a young age. I mean, it was amazing. It was so cool, uh, to his point, you know, to, to Jesse's point. And as fans, whether we loved or hated you, we knew you had arrived and were big time. 
It, it was pretty cool, man. I, I'll never forget. And you know what? I, I was really happy that The Rock was cool with it. Like, he was like, listen, you're the man now. That's all. Awesome. And it, it was yeah, like, wow, it. you know, here's The Rock, the biggest name in the business. Him and Stone Cold are two biggest names at that particular time. And uh, here he's telling me you're the man. It was a great feeling. There you go. All right. Drew Matthews is up next. Did you ever have the opportunity to wrestle Undertaker at Mania? And if so, why did it not work out? So was there ever a discussion about a Mania match with you and Yes, Taker? there was. Uh, it didn't happen. <clears throat> the reason why <clears throat> it was, it was, we were trying to get it to happen in 2006. Undertaker and myself. Undertaker went to Vince and said, listen, I want to wrestle Angle at WrestleMania. And at this particular time, up until then, uh, Undertaker did not have a WrestleMania type of match that he wanted. He always wrestled like Giant Gonzalez or somebody that he was trying to like yeah. make as a wrestler. And he he didn't get a lot of great matchups. He un eventually did. He had oh, yeah. Triple H and Shawn Michaels. But up until then, he didn't wrestle anybody that, that would have given him a five-star match at WrestleMania. So he wanted to do it with me. And Vince was like, ain't going to happen because Kurt's our champion. And Undertaker, I don't want you to be Kurt for the world title because I don't want you to be the world champion right now. And Undertaker, I don't want you to lose your undefeated streak. So you guys aren't going to do it. What we're going to do is we're going to have it the month before it No Way Out. He granted us his wish, but just not at WrestleMania. He decided to do it the month before just to entertain us. Just so we could say, Vince, this is what we could have done at WrestleMania. And th that is one of my best matches of all time. No way out against the Undertaker yes. in 2006. We had a we had a blowaway match. I mean, it was incredible, and I, I wish that would have been at WrestleMania. That would have been one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. We watched that one together and uh, and and covered it. Fantastic match. Oh, what could have been Kurt and Undertaker at WrestleMania? Now, listen, you would have had to lose because the streak was gonna, you know. Yep, yep. I would have had to lose, but you know, Vince didn't want. You know, it's crazy. Vince didn't want Taker to win the belt, but I ended up losing the belt anyway to Rey Mysterio. Right. So, like, what's, you know, why not just give it to Taker? What's the point? And, you know, yeah, have him wrestle Ray. <laughs> yeah. All right, up next is Keegan Dimitri Hevick. And uh, you know Keegan. He's a, a big-time fan and follower on social media. What are things you would keep? And also, what would you take away from pro wrestling today from in-ring and psychology perspectives? Well, pro wrestling today is a lot different. It's, it's a lot more high action, uh, a little more high flying, a lot of acrobatics. Uh, they do less selling, less storytelling. Um, so I, I just think that pro wrestling, uh, these guys should, should go back to the way it was and start doing some, you know, chain wrestling and certain technique uh, uh, to make it basic because that's, that's the art of the sport is telling a story. Having the good guy out wrestle the bad guy at the beginning then having the bad guy cut the good guy down and get heat on him and then have the good guy make the comeback. And then you have the finish. Does the bad guy cheat and win or does good guy overcome and win? Um, these are simple ways of doing it. And the thing is now we got complicated. Now you don't know who the baby in the heel is. <laughs> they yeah. go out there and they're both doing high flying stuff and they're, they're trying to out wrestle. You're you. popping for both of them. Yeah. You don't, you don't have the heel, you know, beating down the baby face and, you know, cheating and, you know, breaking them in the eyes and all that stuff. Uh, it's just, it's just different today, but I understand, you know, it's what fans want right now is the high flying, high action kind of wrestling, which I totally understand, but eventually someday they're going to have to get back to it. I, I do would say though, we are seeing some really great storytelling, uh, when it comes to the bloodline stuff and everything that they've oh, been doing. Oh yeah. That. On TV, yeah. the storyline going on right now, yeah. you know what? It was the best thing that they have done in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I, I was really thinking Roman hold this title for so long and not that I'm against it. I just think it's been too long, but these guys having these guys turn on Roman Yes. What a great storyline. I mean, yes. they, they just turned shit into Shinola. They really did. <laughs> it's not that, not that Roman being champion is shit. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. He, he deserves to be champion. He is the man, but, but they were able to uh, turn this into an incredible storyline that the fans are really into. And this so is something they needed right now. They continue to find a way to evolve the story at every turn. Uh, to make it like what, just when you think it's peaked now, all of a sudden night of champions happen and uh, more Holy shit moments. 
I just wonder if they're making it up as they go along or if they were planning this. <laughs> what do they have? It, it yeah. looks like they've been planning this, but you never know. And man, I mean, who do they, they have? Who's the writer of this? Do they bring in the guy from Game of Thrones? I mean, what is happening here? I, I wouldn't I don't doubt know. if it's Brian Gewirtz from a remote location. But you know what? I guarantee you, Paul Heyman's got to be heavily involved. He's oh, a mastermind. Paul's, Paul, Paul's part of it. Yeah, yeah, he's a mastermind. Uh, especially him being, you know, with Roman. And all oh, that yeah. Stuff. Yeah, he's heavily he, He's involved. definitely a, a huge part of this. And I think that uh, it's a lot of his ideas that are coming through right now. Yep, I, I completely agree. Uh, Portillo is up next. Portillo the dog is his Twitter handle. And he says, best segment you were ever a part of for wrestling. So is there a segment that stands out to you? They're like, man, that was the best friggin' segment I was ever a part of. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you this right now. It wasn't a wrestling segment. It was the milk truck. Okay, yes, that's true. Sacramento, California in that arena. And dowsing down Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stephanie McMahon with milk and the Alliance, it was the best feeling in the world. I was on cloud nine that night. It was one of those things. You remember when Austin did the, the beer truck? Yes. It was the same thing. It was it was an incredible moment. And the great thing was it was tied to Stone Cold. Because mm-hmm. now I'm doing the milk on Stone Cold, who, you, who did the beer on Vince. Yeah. So it, it continued the storyline, which I thought was really cool. And a close second, you would say, was what, Booker T. Charmel or? <laughs> <laughs> Go back in the archives and listen to that Maybe one. Yes. I yes. Love, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lucha and Serio says, you've said that you ha- would have loved to work with Bret Hart. I mean, he just said it right here on this show. I think we all know that it would have been a superb match. But can you elaborate on the specifics? What do you see in the Hitman that would translate into a fantastic contest between you two? Thanks. Similarities. That's what it is. Uh, he He's all about technique. I'm all about technique. Uh, we have a lot of repertoire moves that are identical. Um, I, I really enjoy watching Brett work. I love the way he takes his time. Um, he is really uh, just, just an incredible athlete. And uh, he's even a better in-ring worker. I mean, there's a difference between being an athlete and a worker. A worker is the one with experience. You learn, know how to tell a story. Yes. And, there you uh, go. You know, tell the story. Your, your move set's good. The athleticism is a different thing, but he has both and he's the full package. Technique. He's a technician, knows all the moves, the similar skill sets in terms of uh, your move sets. And uh, man, what a, what a fun match to think about. Uh, Shane Hernandez is up next. Hey, Kurt. Do you have a favorite angle slam you delivered to someone? Top ones that come to my mind are the May Young one and the super angle slam to Shane McMahon in the King of the Ring 2001. You know what, what about it? Both of those are in my top three. Oh, there you go. You May Young, it, 81 years old. I got the angle slam. That old bastard. I loved it. <laughs> you know what? She's crazy, man. I, I loved working with that woman. Oh, She's I know. Not- you told us. She had her tongue in your ear and you loved every oh. minute of it. Yeah. <laughs> You told us. <laughs> she said, I think I told you this. She said, I want you to spike the fuck out of me. She did. Yes, you told me that. And you so, but 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 my my best one was Shane McMahon because that was off the top rope on a wooden board. Yeah. That, that was the highest one. Thank God I never tried it from the top of the cage. I yeah. I myself. <laughs> that's that's probably the only thing you didn't try off the top of the cage. I mean, all the <laughs> stupid moon salts you tried to kill yourself with. Good yeah, God. I did some crazy shit. All right, let's go. NHL, uh, FNA, F Gamer. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Undertaker Kurt Angle moment? Do you have one? Aside from you having an orgasm when his music hits, do you have another favorite Undertaker Kurt Angle moment? Because that, that's pretty favorite for me. If, if you, you know, you know what? Go ahead. I had a great moment. It was a very intimate moment. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we got done wrestling a match overseas. I believe it was in Japan. And uh, I put my hand out to shake Undertaker's hand. Oh, here we go. I put his hand go. out. I shook his hand. I said, how about a hug? And he, he pulls in for a hug, and I grab my kiss him right on the lips. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is the, my favorite thing I did with Undertaker. He wanted to kill me. I mean, oh, I bet. Guy, and you know what? Later on that night, uh, we were in the plane, and he just wanted me to know that he was thinking about me. He came over and he put his nose this far away from my nose while I'm sleeping. And I woke up and he goes, I just want to tell you, I could get you at any time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so scary. Like undertaker right here. But 
he didn't do anything to me, thank God. But I think I'm not saying that he enjoyed the kiss, but I think he he, he got a kick out of it. It was amusing. Yeah, he thought yeah. He, he was pretty. He was laughing. Yeah, that's cool. Now let me ask you a question because we've heard about how Vince wanted to wrestle with you on the plane. You know, wanted to try to challenge some Kurt Angle. What if Taker? What did he ever do anything like that? Like, come on, Kurt. Let, let's let's see what you got. Oh, I, I don't know if I would. Man. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Would you? You were ready for Brock. Well. I can tell you this, uh, Taker can throw some really hard soup bones. He's got some great punches and, and let's just say I'm beating him in wrestling. He's probably going to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> All right. So you know that. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Taker's so a badass, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, Marco Gam says, uh, favorite moment featuring the rock. And if you tell me you kissed him on the lips, then we're going to need to start figuring this thing out. <laughs> If I kiss the rock, he's so good looking. I would enjoy it. <laughs> Your wife wouldn't stop kissing you after that. That is my dream guy. <laughs> your dream. I hope this makes the wire. Yeah, he's your hall pass. <laughs> oh no! What was the damn question? I've your got... favorite moment featuring him. My favorite moment with Rock was when we uh, did a pretend where he drank. He 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 was giving me the. You know, like the rub. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> Not that kind of rub. Oh, okay. Sorry, I mean, he started this. He, I offered him a glass of milk, and he took it and he drank it, and it was like a, it was like he was giving me the rub. Don't, don't, don't. I won't. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I can't think of anything else to say right now. He was giving me the rub to put me over. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't sound good. <laughs> Roll me over. Put me <laughs> what is going on? Oh, man. Uh, and it doesn't help. His name's The Rock. All right. So he was giving you the rock to roll you over. <laughs> this is off Arms the rails. Oh, man. We've lost it here on the Kurt Angle Show. Oh. So so what happened? So he gave you the... Let's try to... We'll, well, we we'll don't have one listener right now. We don't. They've all tapped out. They were like, we thought you were wholesome, a milk drinker, a churchgoer, and you boys are just losing your mind like 7th and 8th graders. Oh, shit. This is so fun. All right. Sorry, Marco. Uh, he had a lot of fun with The Rock. Okay. Well, let's just leave it at that. Uh, next up from Jay Brasina. Um, both of you are in your prime. Who would you choose to wrestle if you were booked in an Iron Man match? If you, if you and the other wrestler were in your primes, who's the one guy you would say, let's do an Iron Man match? I have an idea for somebody, but you go ahead. Well, I, I already said this a million times. Bret Hart. Red Hart okay. without out. I mean, we're talking Iron Man match. That my minutes, favorite Iron Man match was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, and there was not one finish in that hour. I think that's amazing that you don't have a finish, and yeah. the match was that exciting. That is fucking awesome. I would love to have a match with Bret Hart, an Iron Man match where neither of us have a have a pinfall in that hour, just like Shawn Michaels. I'll, that that yeah. when you do a match like that and people are praising it and there's no finish. That's pretty impressive. I'll give you an, I'll throw out another name that I would love to see. Brian Danielson. You know him as Daniel Bryan, obviously, in WWE yep. days. Man, oh, I would love Brian to see Danielson. an Iron Man. Yeah. You know what? Today, yeah, yeah. Someone today, I'd say Kenny Omega or Brian Danielson. I would even say Brian Danielson uh, even more than Kenny because Brian is is able to go that long. Oh, his, he's yeah. out of control. He's shape. a machine, man. He's He's a monster. He could go. He just said his resting heart rate has the AEW doctors scratching their heads. It's like 48 or something, 46. I forget what I he said. I can imagine, the, man. It's the unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Sean Berkey is up next. Always uh, putting the shows over on Twitter. We love you, Sean. He said, what is your favorite movie and your favorite television series? My favorite movie is Rocky. I love Rocky. Okay. All of them. They're, they're my favorites. I, I absolutely adore Rocky. I think he's awesome. Um, the favorite TV show, I've always been into The Walking Dead. And I started watching it because of my nephew. And then when he got kicked off the show, I still watched it. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Your nephew yeah. was on it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think what happened was, and I don't know if I'm right, but this is what I heard. Um, uh, the, the guy that invented it or came up with it, Nicotera, I believe they, they, I think they let him go. And, and all the actors had to make a choice. Were they going to stay or were they going to go? And I think John went with Nicotera and 
decided, John Bernthal, everybody. Off the show. That, yeah. that, that's what I was told. I don't know if, I, if it's true or not. John didn't tell me this. It's just I think I read it somewhere, and I just thought it was kind of interesting. Hey, it's the Kurt Angle Show, so whatever you say, we're going to just nod and continue on. And it's going to make headlines. <laughs> it will. I can't wait. Uh, outside of the uh, other one we just did, which is going to be <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Deuce Pritchard is up next. That's right. Good old Deuce, uh, the brother of Tom and Bruce. He says, Meatloaf once sang that he would do anything for love, but he wouldn't do that. You've given everything and done everything for wrestling, both amateur and professional. What is the one thing that you won't do? I would do anything for love. You know what? This might be lame, but I would never in my life do a job for Paul Bromwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ain't gonna happen. Never gonna happen. No, not that's that. That there you go. He's never doing the job. I'm always doing the job. What else is no? There you go. I love it. Thanks, Deuce. Send in more questions. That was fun. Uh, uh, putting you over is up next. You're a phenomenal drummer, Kurt. Okay. I guess putting you over knows about your drumming skills. 20 years of drumming. Was there ever talk of working that talent into a storyline? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I had this dream. I'm glad that you don't. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I had this dream, Paul. Okay. I knew Chris Jericho was a lead singer for his band. Oh, this is going to be. We fun. were in WWE. And every day I wanted to go up to him and just say, hey, can I be part of your band? <laughs> and we could do an album and WLB could record it and we could be big stars, rock stars. And I thought, you know what? I'm a drummer. I'm, I'm really good. So I think Chris would, would take me in. But the problem is he already had a drummer. So I never asked him. I wish I would have. Yeah. And, and there could have been two drummers in his band. You never know. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. Hey, Kurt, what is your favorite song or songs to play on the drums? Oh, Tom Sawyer. Okay. Whoa, man. Little Rush. Is a badass. Badass drummer. It took me, took me five years to perfect that song. The drums in that song are the most difficult drumming I've ever seen. And you can play it perfect. Before. I can play it perfectly. Yeah. <gasps> Whole Kurt drum solo, everything. I learned that from a T. I, I listen to that music all day, that song, every day, all day long. And I, I got it down and boom, 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 boom. It was just. Do you have a drum set at the house? No, nope, no, nope, I sold mine. <laughs> Damn it. I want to hear Kurt Angle play some drums. You know man. what? I'm thinking about getting electronic drums because yeah, uh, that way I won't make a bunch of noise in the house. Uh, you know, electronic drums, they, you have the earphones on, you makes the sound in your earphones. Yeah, so it, yeah, you know, yeah. Nobody else hears it. Yeah. Pads, you can hear the sound in your earphones. Dude, we got to do a live show, me and you, okay, somewhere in Pittsburgh area. And part of it, the closing of it, will be you with doing a drum solo. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling it. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you uh, because of my neck. Oh, now your hands just, don't work. No, 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 go. no. But, but, but I could still go. I just, uh, it, sometimes the sticks fall out of my hands. <laughs> So I got to, I think that's because you're doing something else with your hand, Kurt. It's called the knuckle shuffle. All right, here we go. <laughs> Look at you. He's drumming guy. He's air drumming right now on the show. Look at, he's going crazy. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, this is something. Fight plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment. And they're now offering a free seven day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. Jacob Grandi, uh, we need to do an Ask Kurt Angle at least once a month. This is too much fun. <laughs> Who belongs on your Mount Rushmore of Impact Wrestling? Top four Impact. Impact. Mount Rushmore. Oh, gosh, man, that's tough. Um, well, you got to go AJ and Samoa. Two of yep, them. Yep, I'm going to take those two. Okay. I'm taking those with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. <clears throat> I, you got to put Sting up there. He's okay. just an icon. You have to. Uh, I have so much respect for him. Um, 
you know, he's such an incredible athlete, uh, what he was able to do in wrestling and especially being non-political. Yeah, he, he has played his cards right in yeah. his life. Yeah. And he's always been able to stay on top, which is mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not a, he's not an asshole. Right. So, you know, he's just a nice he guy. He was never a Kurt Angle I think type. People yeah. are like, I don't want to upset Sting. <laughs> I don't want to upset Sting because he's right. such a good guy. I right. don't know why, but, you know, if, you know, I, I would imagine that an asshole could come in and just say, fuck you, Sting. <laughs> but but no one's ever done that for him i mean look at wcw all those politics down there he was still on top he he was he's and he's and listen he's beloved in aew there's talk of a potential at some point maybe a retirement send-off type thing for him and it will be amazing he's just a legend yeah Yeah. he's a legend so we got sting sting aj joe yeah number four dude i gotta put you on that mount rushmore I don't put myself on it. Okay, so then who's your fourth? Uh, gosh, man. Um, that is tough. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would go with Jeff Jarrett or or Bobby Roode. Okay. Roode was really, really good. I, even Bobby Lashley. Um, but, you know, Jeff's up there. I think yeah. Jeff deserves it. Yeah. Nah, nah, it's cool. I'm with you. All right, Robert Holt is up next. 2% or whole milk? Just kidding, man. We know you're a 2% guy, though. Yes, less fat. There you go, of course. Uh, what Olympic athletes do you think could have made a successful transition to sports entertainment? We talk about wrestlers or athletes? Whatever, you pick. Okay, well, you know what? I, I would say um, Jordan Burroughs. I don't know if you know who he is. Olympic gold medalist in freestyle wrestling. Okay. Phenomenal athlete. African-American kid. Uh, the best, best athlete I've seen since Kenny Monday. In amateur wrestling, Kenny Monday was a 1988 Olympic gold medalist, and uh, he was he was the guy, the only guy to beat Dave Schultz. Okay, and Dave was my coach for Foxcatcher. Dave Schultz, one of the yeah. greatest wrestlers of all time, he couldn't beat Kenny Monday. Kenny was really good, but this guy Jordan Burroughs, I think he would have done extremely well in professional wrestling. And you know what? You never know; he might end up doing it. He's about 180 pounds, you know, uh, when he's soaking wet, but. <sighs> Right. So, <laughs> but, but he, he has the athleticism to make up for it. And you know what it is? It's like, you, and you need these, dy- you need to be dynamic, right? Explosive, athletic. I love, uh, seeing some of the guys from the amateur ranks now, Chad Gable. He, he's one of my favorites to watch. Good, good. He he's not only entertaining, but he's an incredible wrestler. Yeah. He I mean, is. shoosh, dude. Shoosh. Okay. Uh, all right. Pepo is up next. We're going to call him Pepo P E P O. He says, what would you call wrestlers backstage? Um, or in real life by their real names or by their wrestling names? I don't even know the real names. (laughs) So you just called taker taker. You didn't call him Mark. Yeah. Uh, everybody Kane. I didn't know his name was Glenn Jacobs. At least (laughs) 10 years in, I didn't know. Right. Um, triple H. Paul Levesque, I, I know his name now. Yeah, but, um, Levesque, the only yeah. ones that I call by the real names are the McMahons. <laughs> right, right. But everybody, you just call them by their show names. Yep, yep. There you go. Okay, so that's what we should all do. Don't, go up, to the, don't go up to the wrestler and be like, hey, Mr. Glenn Jacobs, can you sign this for me? He's going to look at you and just pound drive the shit out of your head. Okay? Uh, uh, let's see here. How would Vince treat people? I've always wondered that. When you're, when you're, when you're a new wrestler coming up and, and all that, how would Vince treat people? How would Vince treat people? Just in general. How would he treat wrestlers? How, how, how was his view? Oh, he, he's always cool. Just I, always cool. He's, he's, uh, he's very professional, um, very friendly, uh, very inviting. Um, I never, you know, I will tell you this. The first time I met Vince, he was cool. Very nice. Uh, easy to get along with. Last time I met with him. <laughs> Before I left WWE in 2006, he wanted to beat my ass. <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. That was that was two sides of Vince McMahon, but I deserved that, by the way. He he should have whooped my ass after the stuff I put him through. But um, yeah, Vince is really cool. He he's really professional. Um, he knows how to talk to people. He, it's it, he is who he is because of the respect he has for others. He was actually so cool that he sat there and helped coach and produce when you and Stephanie kissed each other, his own daughter. <laughs> I don't know how much cooler it can get than that. I he mean, was only, 
like six inches away too. Oh my, now that is intimidating, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I said kiss her. Man. I'm like, I can't slip her in the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's watching. Uh, he probably would have t- wanted you to do it. Do it, Kirk. <laughs> I said tongue. All right. Aunt WB, which match do you regret the most going through physicality wise and why? Is there one match, man, really just took the took the yeah. toll on you? Uh, the Shane McMahon street fight. Okay. Uh, that that was a king of the ring, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it took a lot out of both of us. We ended up in the hospital. We were so dumb. We were high-fiving each other. We were really <laughs> like, hey, that was awesome. And here we are. I was out for a month, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was out for a month. But if that didn't happen, Steve Austin and myself wouldn't have done the funny pretext we did. That's with true. The cowboy hats and all that stuff. Yeah. We were out with injury, and Vince was like, I can't send my two top wrestlers home. Why don't I keep them on the road and entertain the fans? We'll do some funny skits. And that's when that started. By the way, you said cowboy hats, and this is a great time to talk about it. Go to Box of Gimmicks, look at Kurt Angle's show, and we have that amazing cowboy hat silhouette-style shirt, the Jim Cornette-style shirt, and it's you in the cowboy hat. Money. I'm going to get it. I I, I got to get it because I want to wear it on the show. But Dom D'Angelo did it, and it's very right similar down. to that corny style that's very popular. Get you one and uh, help support the Kurt Angle Show. Very cool. Uh, all right. Lewis Davies is up next. What's your favorite match that you weren't in that you wish you were in? Oh, yeah. Why are you going to ask me that? Like, <sighs> hey, Let's just ask you this. What, what, what's one of your favorites? Like, what, what, I wasn't what, in it, and it's my favorite match. Yeah, but do you have a favorite match that you weren't involved in, like just as a fan? Yeah, okay. yeah hands down. Um, WrestleMania 20, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit. Best triple threat I ever saw in my life. Uh, me and Eddie had a banger of a match that night, and that triple threat blew us out of the water. Mm. <laughs> I was so pissed off. I was so jealous. I was like, son of a bitch, man. They stole the show. And Eddie and I had a banger. I mean, we really had a great match. Guys, that sounds like right. you could go back and watch those two matches. That's your homework from the Kurt Angle show. Go back and watch those two matches. And uh, but uh, you no, can't I'm go not going to lie to you. I had a great triple threat match with Undertaker and The Rock. We know. I don't know if anyone's yeah. ever seen that, but it's it's pretty damn good. You almost, put it over quite a bit. as Benoit, uh, Triple yeah. H, and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was good. We got to talk about that one here on the show as well, so check that out. Uh, Mike, the Jersey Devil underscore 82, assuming Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin weren't available, who would have you wanted to be part of Team Angle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would pick the next slew of wrestlers, probably Jack Swagger, and uh, Chad Gable and Otis. Um, okay. So, you know, I'm whoever those wrestlers were. Came through, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always want amateur wrestlers in Team Angle. I'm not going to pick a, a football player or a baseball player. They have to be amateur wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for that pedigree, ladies and gentlemen. That's That was the key for Team Angle. All right. You have Dutch. to be an amateur wrestler to be a part of Team Angle. There you go. Trevor Price is up next. His handle is at Donkey Punch Incorporated. <laughs> He said, if you were to manage a new version of the world's greatest tag team, who would be the third man with you and Shelton? Oh, gosh. You know what? The way he's going right now, he's cracking me up. It's Chad Gable. All right. Yeah. I mean, you got to go with him. He was an Olympian, Olympic wrestler. He's funny as hell. I mm-hmm. love the kid. He's a great technical wrestler. Uh, he's definitely going to be part of team, team angle. Yes. Okay. All right. I like it. Good answer. Tuesday the 10th is up next. Have you tried Promised Land chocolate milk? Because it's ruined me for all other milk forever. Have you had Promised Land chocolate milk? Now, why would I try Promised Land if it's going to ruin me for all other milk? (laughs) He doesn't want to be ruined. (laughs) I don't want to ruin my taste for milk. I know it's chocolate milk, but it's not exactly milk. So you can't really include that as part of milk. That's chocolate milk. They're two different things. One is milk and it's white, and one is chocolate milk and it's brown. That's like dessert milk. Yeah. Dessert milk. <laughs> Have you ever had raw milk, Kurt? Like fresh from the udder? I mean, just freaking yes, uttered, yes. right? Have I you- was at a farm one time and oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't even think it was pasteurized. <laughs> it was- I ended up having diarrhea for two days. <laughs> <laughs> he had Olympic <laughs> shits for the next two days. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's hilarious. Okay, so he hasn't had promised land. Sorry, Tuesday the tenth. Uh, Leon, Leon Kasab is up next. He said, "If you could have competed in any other Olympic sport, what would it have been? Could we have seen you as a swimmer, Kurt? Could we have seen you as a shot putter? I swim like a rock. Um, shot put, <laughs> maybe, perhaps. Uh, but what I'm going to go with the easiest route because a lot of people have done this." A lot of athletes that retire from the sport, they go over to bobsledding because oh. they're, they're powerful and, and quick and athletic. It's a great sport to get into. It's a really easy sport, to be honest with you. It's shifting your weight and making sure that, you know, you have all the right, um, what's it called when you're going down the hill? Yeah, the, the, uh, velocity, uh, trajectory. Velocity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I've noticed that a lot of people have switched over from other sports to that sport to make the Olympic team. I was thinking about doing that at one particular time because somebody asked me, I believe it was a uh, Herschel Walker that was going to try to do it. And uh, he'd ended up backing out or that either that, or he didn't make the team. I don't know if that, if he went through with it. Yeah. You know, the other one I thought, because you were showing us everything that you do with your hands from drumming to whoever knows what else. Um, what about curling? You could have really just hit that, that, that broom across the ice. Have you ever seen curling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the curl. Yeah, you know what? I don't I don't I don't have the patience for that, man. No, no. I need okay. action. I need you know, Right. Okay. Yeah, just do curling. Uh, up up next is huh. from up next is from the Wee Joke. The W E E joke. The Wee Joke. Here we go. Okay. Grateful if you could discuss the topic of autograph sellers who stalk wrestlers at airports and hotels. They seem an entitled plague, and I would like to hear your take on whether you had any such experiences to discuss. Thank you. So what do you think of the autograph hounds when you're at the airport, when you're trying to twirl your spaghetti at, at your favorite Italian restaurant? I never had a clue that these guys were selling the photographs. I thought they were legitimate fans that wanted a bunch of photos signed for them. So when I realized that I was being an idiot, I started only. <laughs> I could. I never turn fans down for autographs. I know, man. You're gracious. I will sign one per person. Okay. So, and, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I there was a couple of times where I had a guy that had five kids with him, and he give all the kids the photos to have signed because he knew I would only sign one per person. But these five kids gave those photos back to the guy, so he could sell them. And I caught on to it, and I said, oh, "Listen, don't do that ever again." Don't don't come to me and ask me for an autograph and have five year kids ask for autographs too. Also, you call him out. Yeah, because I knew he was selling them, and I was right. So I I only give one autograph to every person. I don't turn them down. I give them even to the collectors or the people that sell them. I give them one per autograph because a fan deserves an autograph, and I'm not going to turn them down. There was a clip. Uh, I think it was Matt Jackson from the Young Bucks. He says uh, when they get these these uh, hounds at you know airports and restaurants, just sitting there waiting. <clears throat> what he does oh, is I, and, I see it all the time. Yeah. What he, he what he does is he's like this is for the eBay sellers, and he has like a real short like line autograph, you know. <laughs> and then but the ones where they pay and they sit in line and they do what they're supposed to do to get an that's autograph. Nice that's feet. the beautiful signature. Yeah. You know, but you know, and I don't know that I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, come on now. No, you know what? You know, they're making money and I don't blame them for trying. And I mean, you know, everybody yeah. wants to fuck. It just puts but, a black eye on it for wrestling fans that are just the ones it that can. it can it's yeah. certain, to a certain degree. Yes. Especially the ones that are like, Hey, they are being, I, I have a son in me here. Just love your autograph as a keepsake, you know? It does put a black eye for people like that. Adam the Axe guy's up next. You still suck, and we all love you for it. Uh, my question is, who is your current favorite male-slash-female wrestler not under the WWE umbrella? Oh, that's easy. Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, he's going to be Kurt's favorite forever, guys. Forever. I'm make my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the rock space, okay? You need to figure out another girl. All right, so Kenny Omega is your favorite male wrestler, not under the WWE umbrella. Uh, and you are a big fan of Brian Danielson. We know that. I love Brian Danielson. Um, but but uh, you know what? Brian Danielson has been part of WWE. So. And, well, they're not currently under the umbrella. Here's another one not currently under the WWE umbrella. Formerly Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Monet. You know what? She's a good one to pick. 
That that's my, that would be my favorite female. Uh, listen, I love Charlotte Flair. I think she's the best of all time. I actually think she's the best wrestler in the world overall. I really do. I think mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair has had more consistent uh, five-star matches than any other person. She is really, really good. But uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes, yeah, she's pretty awesome, too. I we really had her on the show. Her. We loved every minute of it, dude. Yeah, she yeah, was she great. Was awesome. Yeah. All right, I'll do one more. And then, dude, we're at the top of the hour, and we still got a ton of questions. We've had so much fun. So we'll have to save this. We'll, we'll save them, guys. Don't right. worry. And we'll come back and do it again. Uh, GTA Clips, uh, you had a beef, brief run in Japan. I was wondering if you would have liked to have gotten in the ring with the great Muda. Oh Kurt, my Angle, Kurt Angle versus the great Muda would have been an all-time classic. Why wouldn't I? That that would be a dream come true match for me. The great Muda, I have so much respect for him. He's such a huge legend. And you know what's crazy? He barely ever came over here. And everybody knows who he is. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. He's so famous yeah. Yeah. all over the world. And he's all, he only wrestles basically in Japan for most of the time. And uh, for everybody to know who he is, it shows how big of a star he is. Late 80s, early 90s, great mood in WCW, Kurt. I know it was before your time as a wrestling fan. When he wrestled, yeah, that's okay. He was in WCW. He wrestled Sting. He was a part with Gary Hart, uh, part of his faction. Man, when we were introduced as kids, as I was a kid then, yes, it's true. It's damn true. He was a game changer. The moonsaults, the, the, everything that he could do in the ring yeah, was, was awesome. He was innovative back then, wasn't he? He was. He was. Yeah. Guys, thank you for participating in Ask Kurt Anything. I will save the questions that I have here. We had so many responses, Kurt. Who knew? From now on, we're having it hey. you posted to your Twitter, your personal you know Twitter. What, Last second, we got it all done, bing and a bang, and here we are. <laughs> Buddy, a great show, a fun show. We laughed our asses off, and we, we, could, it was a good time. we couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, listen, remember, Chuck out all Kurt's past top impact moments. We have a couple impact shows that are coming up soon. So check them out. Impactwrestling.com slash packages and sign up with code Kurt. It goes a long way to help Kurt and I, and we would appreciate that. If your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, there's no better place to advertise than right here with us on the Kurt Angle Show. That's right. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for years, and that's because it works. We have a targeted demographic audience, and uh, we'd love to advertise your product right here. So go to Advertise with Angle. Easy. AdvertiseWithAngle.com right now and find out more about advertising here on the Kurt Angle Show. Uh, A few other announcements real quick. Ad-free shows. Check it out. You get a free trial right now and you get all your podcasts early and ad-free. There's like a dozen podcasts over there, Kurt, including our gem of a podcast uh, that they get to check out over there for just nine bucks a month. A lot to choose from. A lot to choose from. A lot to choose from. You get those live experiences uh, also where you can listen to into shows follow us on sh- social check out the youtube channel kurt our youtube is about to break sixty we're going to 100 that's the goal and so uh youtube.com uh, forward slash the angle pod and then uh, our show handles at the angle pod i'm not going to tell you kurt's turtle handle he's got 85 million followers as it is i'm kidding <laughs> at real kurt angle Check us out. And also, Kurt, hit us with where they can get those cinnamon swirl chicken snacks where they're peanut free, baby. These aren't cinnamon swirl. Okay. Chicken snacks. <laughs> we have chicken snacks and snack smart, smart crispy protein bites. Uh, one is chicken protein. One's organic plant protein. They're uh, high protein, low carbohydrate. We have 11 different flavors. You're going to absolutely love the taste. They're all incredible. Um, they're all sweet. Some of them are uh, spicy and sweet. Some of them are just sweet. But for the most part, for for the whole part, they, they're all incredible. You're going to absolutely love them. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. And uh, by the way, we're coming out with a new product. It's going to be our whey protein chicken snacks. And they actually taste even better than the chicken protein or the organic plant protein. So we're really excited about uh, releasing those. They're coming out in the next month. So look for it on the website, physicallyfit.com, order yours, and they'll be sent right to you, and you're going to love them.
Use the code AnglePod and you get 20% off at PhysicallyFit.com. And uh, my goodness, Cinnamon Swirl sounds like the hit of the week. That's the hit of the week right here on the Kurt Angle Show. Also, if you don't have enough Kurt Angle in your life, which I know you can't, I don't. I get to spend an hour with him every week and it's not enough. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com for the Kurt Angle lover in your life. And you can find t-shirts. You can find cameo videos. You can find cowboy hats, milk cartons. What else, Kurt? What else am I missing? <laughs> did you say milk cartons did i did birthday cards uh, i did not say birthday okay. cards hey how about cowboy hats <laughs> i said cowboy hats <laughs> you get anything hey autographed photos birthday cards uh t-shirts cameo voice messages you're gonna love it go to my website kurtanglebrand.com and uh, order whatever you want, and I'll send it right to you. That's right. And his autograph is a beautiful autograph. He won't give you the eBay signature. No, nope. he'll give you he'll give you that classic Kurt Full Angle signature. K U R T A N G L E. You can even read it. Uh, <laughs> for those that can read, he'll take care of you. I mean, I have a beautiful Kurt Angle autograph on this wall, on that wall. My wife thinks I have problems. I'm sure I do. <laughs> but listen, he'll hook you up there, dude. I had a blast with you this week, man. Me too, Paul. I always have fun with you. Yep, yep. Hey, we're going to be back in a week doing what? We don't know. Derek Sabato, get your act together. Just kidding. Love you, man. Hey, we're going to put our shows together. We're going to get a couple in the can next week. It's June. It's summertime. It's vacation season. I'm going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to enjoy ourselves and come back and have a blast here on the show. We can't thank you enough. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you next week right here on... The Kurt Angle Show. Hey, I got an idea. How about we beat some house payments up this month? Well, I like the sound of that, Mr. Holly. Here's what we're talking about. You take a little summer vacation from your house payments. You can skip your next two house payments, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But maybe best of all, in two months, you've got a cheaper monthly payment. How much can they save, Big Dust? Two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month, baby. Even more than that. Sometimes fans have saved six, seven, even eight hundred bucks a month. Hang on, baby, but you talking about people with perfect credit, ain't you? No, sir. You don't need perfect credit to save money. Even credit scores in the five hundreds will qualify. You can even buy a house with no money down. I'm talking to you if you're still a renter. After all these payments, what have they got to show for it, Macho? They ain't got nothing. Uh uh, nothing to show, brother. Nothing at all. Freak out. Freak out. Uh huh. But it's going to take all day to do, right? No, sir. Come on. You know the deal. It's a couple of clicks right now. You couldn't even find another apartment this easy. You'd have to pay your first month's rent, your last month's rent, and a security deposit. But we can get you a house of your very own with no money down right now. Whether you're looking to remodel your house, maybe turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket, or just get into a brand new house, we can make it happen right now. It's important to remember when you go there, you're dealing with me, Conrad Thompson, First Family Mortgage. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.